Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for this episode. I have a phenomenal guest for you. And first, what we're going to do, as usual, is I'm going to read something inspirational from Heart Thoughts, A Treasury of Inner Wisdom by Louise Hay. And that is, I freely express who I am. You are indeed blessed. There are wonderful opportunities to be yourself, to express yourself as who you really are. You are the beauty and joy of the universe, expressing and receiving. You surround yourself with divine honesty and justice. You know that divine right action is taking place, and whatever the outcome, it is perfect for you and everyone concerned. You are one with the very power that created you. You are wonderful. You rejoice in the truth of your being. You accept it as it is and let it be. You say, so be it. And know that all is well in your wonderful world right here and right now. It is your birthright to express yourself in ways that you are, that are fulfilling to you. And, okay, you guys, this is amazing. So... My guest today is Stephanie Bellinger, and I was on her podcast yesterday, which it's not going to be released probably for uh, two to three weeks, but we were talking about something that we're going to touch on today as well, and so I pulled I pulled a card. I pulled a card to kind of start off the theme, and I pulled it from the Literary Witches Oracle. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's a 70-card deck with different literary authors and and kind of witchy women who were magical and out of all of those 70 cards I picked Stephanie's going to freak out about this one (laughs) Maria Sabina and the card is healing and if you don't know who Maria Sabina is she uh, was born in around 1894 she died in uh, 1985 and she could not read or write she lived in poverty in the mountains of southern Mexico in Oaxaca one of my favorite places she's considered to be the one of the greatest shamans or wise ones of the Mazatec language she improvised her chants during psilocybin mushroom ceremonies performed to heal the sick and her rich spiritual vision was informed by the native Mazatec beliefs as well as her Catholic faith and she is when you talk about psilocybin mushrooms Maria Sabina is the is the person that you think of the grandmother because uh, she was using those mushrooms that she found as a as a child just in her village and she started healing the sick with them and then what happened was um, the western world found her down there and and this man, uh, Gordon R. Gordon Wasson, he was a banker and an ethnomycologist. 
and this was 1955, he visited Maria Sabina's hometown and participated in a velada, which was, which was like a journey. And then he collected the spores of the of the mushrooms and took them to Paris and, um, you know, found out that the ingredient was psilocybin. And then he, people started coming down there and, um, they they say that, you know, rock stars like Bob Dylan, John Lennon, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards started coming down there. Well, as the community was besieged by the Westerners wanting to experience the, the uh, mushroom journeys, she attracted attention from the Mexican police who believed her to be a drug dealer and the unwanted attention completely altered the social dynamics of, of the Mazatec community and threatened to termi- terminate their custom. They blamed uh, Maria Sabina, and she was ostracized from her community. They, her house was knocked down, and she later regretted it. Uh, but but uh, so Maria Sabina is like the spirit, a spirit in the psilocybin mushroom now. It's just, oh, my gosh, what an uh, amazing thing. But all right, so we're going to talk about that, magic, spirituality, and Stephanie Bellinger of spiritualbossbabe.com is an amazing woman. She's likely your long-lost soul sister here to remind you of your innate badassery and your ability to create a life you are effing obsessed with. And her spiritual journey began 15 years ago during one of the darkest times of her life. And she's going to tell us her story. She has an amazing free community on Facebook called Spiritual Boss Babes with over 30,000 soul sisters who are on a similar journey. So check out Spiritual Boss Babes on Facebook and on Instagram. She's the Spiritual Boss Babe. And I'm going to bring this Boss Babe on right now. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Marla. Oh, my God. That card is absolutely insane. (laughs) I mean, I said I'm going to pick a card, and I don't know why I picked. I've I haven't used this deck yet. I got it for myself at Christmas. I haven't even. I've barely cracked it open, and something told me to go over there and pick a card from that deck out of my 25 decks. And then out of the wow. 70 cards, I picked Maria Sabina. I mean, that's insane. She's with us right now. <laughs> I know for sure, obviously. And, and it's so funny because you, literally. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah go say, ahead. Literally. literally. Right before I was on with you, I was recording a solo podcast about mushrooms. <laughs> we are, we got to change our monikers to the mushroom, badass mushroom babes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys, Stephanie and I both are, we're very much into self, self work on ourselves, working on ourselves, the deep, work and um, these mushrooms and other plant medicines have been a part of our, our journey. So Stephanie, tell, um, tell everybody your story on how you became the spiritual boss babe with this amazing business, helping women, you know, start businesses, make more money, attract abundance. Uh, Where were you when you started on your, on your um, journey to becoming who you are today? Well, it's been quite the journey. I mean, I've been on this spiritual and entrepreneurial journey for well over a decade, and I've had, like, many shifts and changes along my way. I, ever since I left an abusive relationship that I was in from, like, 14 to 20, ever since I left, I knew that there was, like, something really 
important that I was meant to do. I was meant to share my message or I was meant to help people in some kind of way or just meant to live my purpose and do everything that I want to do and like live out my dreams and make my dreams my reality. And so I just, my motivation was born like really very much so during that time. And I, at that time, wanted to be a celebrity makeup artist because art, like my creativity and art is like a big part of my passion. And that shifted into designing bras and corsets. It's like such a long journey of, of like where it led. But I was living in New York City at the time. And my makeup stuff turned into the bras and corsets for artists. And then that turned into, well, I feel pulled to do something deeper and do something more for people. And I wasn't feeling as called to do that anymore. And I always said that if I didn't do something with my art, I would do something with fitness. So I ended up becoming a personal trainer. And that's when I had my first venture to self-employment. I started personal training people after working at a gym for a year, I went on my own. Then I had a boot camp. I was doing fitness competitions. And around that time, I also learned that I can make money online and help way more people. So I joined an MLM and that's when I started really learning how to build a business online, how to grow a community, how to stand out and uh, how to make your own online courses and all of that stuff. But then also during that time of my fitness business, I started getting way into personal development more than ever. And I, and not just personal development, but my spiritual growth even more. I've always been into spirituality and the woo and angels and all that stuff since I was a teenager, but I kind of hid that part of me for a long time. But when I was doing my fitness stuff, I realized that I needed to heal and process a lot of stuff from the past if I wanted to really turn my dreams into my reality because there were certain things that I was holding back in, you know, and certain limiting beliefs or traumas that were not dealt with. And so I went on this journey of healing through EMDR therapy, hypnosis, EFT tapping, um, really trying to shift at the subconscious level and uh, transmute anything that was not serving me. And that eventually led me to someone who introduced me to plant medicine like uh, ayahuasca and mushrooms. And then from there, it really just led me into having more clarity with what I was meant to do and uh, shifting into more mindset and spiritual coaching. I just didn't know what it all looked like at that time. And I was kind of confused because I was like, fitness was my thing. Like that was my thing. I thought that was it, you know? (laughs) And uh, I, I just kind of really had a major shift and, left everything, moved across the country, was like, I don't know what the hell my next step is, but I'm just kind of here. And that's when I got the inspiration to create a community and to bring other women like me, like all into one place. And so I started Spiritual Boss Babes. I was like, I know there's more women out there like me who have a really powerful purpose, who know that they're like a light worker or a healer or whatever you want to call yourself. And they, they're like on a mission. And so I need to bring these people together and so that we can rise together and um, shift the vibration of the planet together. And that's how it kind of started. I offered a lot of value and then it turned into, okay, like how can I help these people? How can I teach them some things that have helped me on my journey to help them on their journey and to just support them and motivate them. 
And that's like, that was like the baby beginning stages of my business <laughs> in a nutshell. And that, and that is amazing. Now, how, how long ago did you start Spiritual Boss Babe? That was about um, like three and a half years ago. Yeah, it's amazing how fast it, I mean, you've got over 30,000 people in the group and you just, it's, it's unreal how fast it took off. But like you said, mm-hmm. you're giving so much value. I mean, you're doing all these Facebook lives that are just like complete trainings. Your your podcast is amazing with so much content. Um, it's just phenomenal. It's it's so inspiring. So mm-hmm. that's, that's so Thank exciting. You. Yeah, and and um, so you always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, even when you were making the bras and and you're um, creating those things you were you were an entrepreneur and I think you mm-hmm. you you did go work in the restaurant business for a little bit you had like a because you I remember you talking about in one of your podcasts how you were very successful with that with those um blingy blingy bras for for rock stars and then you doubted yourself and then your money started draining out and you went and got a regular job and then yeah. tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. that because some people might think oh well she just knows what to do and but but um no yeah. <laughs> no I mean there were definitely a lot of um things that I had to learn along the way and I'm still learning and growing but yeah so I worked in the service industry for like 10 years I was bartending and waitressing in New York City on the side even before my fitness business I was even like when I did the bras and the makeup I was always bartending or waitressing on the side I actually was not yeah. full-time with either of those things my first like self-employed thing was personal training Um, and I was eventually able to leave the bar and I felt so good but once I was on my own like I was doing all these things like I was putting flyers everywhere in New York I was like starting my boot camp and I was so nervous like how am I going to be able to keep this up you know I had my clients but I didn't know like how I was going to keep it up and I really wanted to have my business online so I was really really working on building the online thing and it was kind of taking some time and then I started getting into my head and doubting myself and that's when I I was still going to EMDR therapy which was so life-changing but there were other things that happened in my experience that like really kind of fucked with my mind um can I curse I'm sorry (laughs) yeah I think so (laughs) and what is EMDR (laughs) therapy for people who maybe don't haven't heard of that EMDR stands for eye movement desensitization reprocessing and it's a form of therapy that's like really 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 effective for people who have PTSD or trauma, it's actually, it doesn't even matter if you don't, like, if you're not diagnosed with those things, EMDR therapy mm-hmm. is one of the fastest, most effective therapies to reprogramming your mindset and, like, processing mm. things differently. So you have to see a therapist for that. Like, it's not something you do on your own. But um, that was, like, my first case of, like, really, really shifting things. And I was doing really amazing at that time, but then there were certain things that happened in the relationship department, actually, or, like, the guy department that really, like, you know, messed with me and kind of kicked me off course, and so because of that, not just because of that, but I feel like that created a lot of things that came up in me, or it it contributed to a lot of things that came up in in me, um, how I felt about myself, and I started to doubt myself and be scared, like, how am I going to keep this up? Like, I actually, it's so funny, I, t- I have to tell this story more, but to be honest with you, what really screwed me up 
during that time was, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you this story. So I was, okay. like, seeing this guy. I was seeing this guy, and, like, we were kind of, you know, getting to know each other or whatever. And I really liked him so much and all this stuff. Anyway, long story short, because this gets to something. This is, this is like, a really a big part of my journey. <laughs> like, okay. a big part of my story. So he ended up. We, we got together, right, you know, we did stuff, you know, we did the thing, and then he never talked to me again, ever, and, like, uh-huh. this is from, like, talking every day, talking every day, all day, and then as yeah. soon as, like, we got together, nothing, I was, like, devastated, so I went to see this psychic, which was, like, right around the corner from my apartment, and this psychic ended yeah. up scamming me for thousands of dollars, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, it's a whole story. Like I gave her basically all my money that I had at that time because I was, she said she was helping me like drain any negative energy from past lives and all this stuff. And she said that she would give it back to me. She would give the money back, but she needed it for this thing. And I trusted her because I was very vulnerable and because she was literally right around the corner from my apartment. So I was like, she ain't going anywhere, but Mm -hmm. she did. And um, she actually didn't. I actually stayed in communication with her for a whole year, and I really thought, okay, like, I'm going to get it back eventually. And then finally, um, because of that, that really, like, screwed with my money shit. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I just gave this woman all my money. Like, now I need to get a – that's when I got a job again. I got – I went back to bartending, and I was like, oh, like – like I felt so in lack and scarcity mode because I was like, I can't believe number one, that this happened, that first of all, the guy thing happened. I already felt crappy about that. And then this woman like basically scammed me out of like all of my savings that I had at that time. I was living in New York and spending a lot of money on my business. I was renting a beautiful studio to train my clients at, you know, it wasn't like I was making Mm -hmm. good money, but I was also investing a lot. And then um, it really messed with my money stuff. But a year, and I didn't tell anyone about it, not a single soul, until a year later when I told one of my girlfriends, I was like, I didn't tell anyone about this. Like, she keeps telling me she's going to give it back, but she still needs it. I don't know why I believed her, but whatever. So I finally demanded it back. I called her and I like left a message and I demanded it back. And I was like, basically acting like I was crazy. I was like, I can't pay my rent. I'm going to be on the streets. Like I really wasn't, but I was saying that I'm going to, yeah. you know, my friend's a lawyer and blah, blah, blah. And I have this email you sent me and this and that. And she actually gave more than half of it back a year later. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that oh. really screwed with my money stuff. I know it was like a long story, but it just goes to show like, how when we get in that fear and that lack uh, mindset, like shit can happen, like weird things can happen and like it can create a lot of resistance and stuff. But at the same time, there's still lessons in all of it. Like if I didn't have that experience, first off, I wouldn't have this story to share and all of these lessons that I learned along the way, because after that, I was like, okay, I have to master this money and abundance mindset stuff. Like, you know, just because I gave her a lot of money or whatever, doesn't mean that I'm not able to call more in. It's like I was in this Mm -hmm. mindset of, okay, now it's gone. And because it's gone, I don't have anything. And like, it was keeping me in this, like, hello, money is limitless. Like I didn't even see that then. It was just this focus on, I don't have it. I gave it all away instead of, okay, whatever, you know, it, that happened. I learned a lesson and I know I can make more. It was, it was really a lot of resistance for a long time around that. 
Yeah, and, and it, that's, that was a great lesson. Um, those gypsy card readers that have their neon signs in the window can really, they're always going to try to get, it says it's a $5 re- palm reading, but they're going to try to get hundreds telling you you've got a curse on you or something. It happened to me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't give her the money. I said, I said, yeah, right. You know, but she's, I, you've got a curse on you and I need $400 mm-hmm. to get some special candles from... These are no ordinary yeah. candles. These are candles from the home church in Israel. And then she looked at me, when can you bring me the money? And I said, never. <laughs> and so she funny, was a like... woman who lived also lived down the street from me when I lived in Chicago downtown. Wow. And then, you know, they was right down the street. And the daughter was walking around one night and I was taking a stroll. Please come for a reading. Please come for a reading. I'll do the reading for you. And I said, okay, because I thought, well, she's a teenager. It's $10 or whatever. And then she, then it wasn't. She brought me there and it was her mother. I said, I thought you said you were going to do the reading. She goes, no, and because her mother was more trained in trying to scam people out of the hundreds of dollars. and. Uh, oh, she wow. said everything's bad in your life. You need me to remove this curse and da da da. It's so it horrible like, that oh. people do that. Yeah, it's terrible because it gives people who are doing really heartfelt readings like me <laughs> a bad name, mm-hmm. right? People get weird, you know. They get scared about it, but but um, I love the fact that you brought up that money is infinite because even when we write a check let's say to a big check, like to pay our rent or mortgage or, or whatever, health insurance, whatever, instead of thinking, oh, my God, all this money's going out, just like even putting in the corner thank you or a smiley face or a heart on your check, like thank, thank you that I have the money to pay it and knowing that more will be coming in um, instead of getting yeah. upset and feeling that your money's all, oh, everything's so expensive, I don't have that much, it's going out. And, and the words, even mm-hmm. the word spending Spending feels like it's it's gone, but but uh, flowing or exchanging or you know I'm I'm looking for another word instead of spending circulating just, um, circulating yes I love that circulating yeah absolutely so uh, yeah. now tell tell us about your your how you got into the plant medicine and how you feel that it can help it helps you and it can help people. Um, step up their life to the next level or maybe, you know, be more confident or tell, tell us what you feel about it. Yeah. How it helps. Well, I was introduced to plant medicine around the, around the time when I asked her for my money back. <laughs> um, it's funny because it was around that time. Uh, plant medicine has helped me in so many ways, like heal uh, and expand in in many ways like when I first was introduced to it it was around like I said that time I was doing all that work with EMDR and hypnosis and those other tools and those other things really helped so much and they changed my life so much but I remember I was telling one of my girlfriends I was like you know I've been doing all this work and I feel like it's totally changed my life but I still feel like there's this part of me that's like stuck like I still feel like there's this there's something that I can't get to. Like, I don't know what it is and I don't know like how to get there. I just felt like there was something there. And so she introduced me to plant medicine and, and her journey and experience with it and suggested that maybe I try that and, you know, go for one of those experiences. And so I was ready to hear it at the time. I was clearly, my soul was looking for it. Um, Cause that's usually what happens. It's called to you. Mm-hmm. And so I had my first experience and I realized quickly that, uh, that 
I was neglecting a part of myself. It was me who was neglecting the little girl part of me. And so when I was a teenager, I was in this abusive relationship from 14 to 20, right? I mentioned that in the beginning. Um, But after I left, like the day I left and and after, I was kind of turned into like, I call her gangster stuff. And Mm -hmm. I turned into like, I don't give a fuck. Like no one's going to mess with me anymore. Like I'm strong. I'm independent. I'm going to follow my dreams. And I went like heavy into like my masculine energy. And so during that first journey, I realized that I've been neglecting that innocent, sweet little girl because I thought, or gangster Seth thought, <laughs> she was weak, and I didn't want to be a yeah. weak, like a weak person. And so I was neglecting her, and it, I basically did like a parts integration for like the gangster Seth and the little girl stuff. Who I've had to do multiple parts integrations. I feel on like those different aspects, um, but I was able to bring both of those versions of me into my heart and not have any of them separate and uh, appreciate that soft side of me as well, that loving, innocent, pure side of me as well. And know that there's also um, a side of me that protects me and is strong and has boundaries and that they can work together. And so that first experience was like really, really profound for me and also showed me that I, this is, this work with the plant medicine is something that my soul has been guiding me to all along. There were things that I did mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, meditations I had, songs I listened to, um, little messages that I got that I always wondered, is this really real or is this just me making it up, you know? Even though I knew it was like real, but like I always wanted to see things or like really know that it was real, if that makes any sense. And so once I did yeah. plant medicine, I was like, oh, my God, it's all real. Whoa, this is so cool. Like, <laughs> everything that I did and went through as a teenager, it really is real. Like, this is this is what I'm meant to be. This Like, this is meant to happen. This all makes sense. It was kind of like this, like, major, like, vortex in time where, like, all the timelines, like, made sense. Like, it, it was all happening now. And then later on, I realized, which has got, this is what got me into the quantum stuff, in one of my journeys, in one of my mushroom journeys, I realized that, oh, my God. So I went back to, like, all these different parts of my life in this journey, and I said, I love you anyway. I love you anyway. I love you so much. I'm here for you. You're doing amazing. Keep going. And I told myself that during every time of my life, like, I saw me as a little girl, as a teenager, mm. when I was depressed in that abusive relationship, I went to, like, all of it. And then after that, I realized, oh, my God, like, it was a quote unquote future me who went back to the me during that time. And that's why I was inspired to get into all the spiritual stuff. That's why I was like inspired to get into meditation and angels and all the stuff and see psychics and stuff as I was younger, because it was a future me that was telling me to do that. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. 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 It was like, so I basically, I healed myself. Like a future me healed the the younger me and it was all happening at the same time. Like, because during that time when I was in that abusive relationship, I had no idea how to get out. And I was just drawn to the spiritual side of things. I was like, oh my God, God, angels, please help me. And I, I started meditating and connecting with angels and doing my cards and doing all these different journaling things and doing my, making my own little rituals. And that stuff, yeah, it probably came to me from spirit too, but it really came to me also from my higher self my quote unquote future self. And in that, in that journey that I had like a year ago, when I realized this, it was mind blowing. Cause I was like, Oh my God, it was me who was telling me all those messages and it was everything's happening at once. And I was like, Whoa. 
<laughs> yeah, it's still, always, it's still that whole thing about everything happening at once and every timeline happening at once is still hard. Uh, even though I've done a lot of journeys and stuff and, and studied all this, uh, it's still hard for me to wrap my head around how that works. I don't around how that works. Because, 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 oh, oh. Did you hear that echo? Oh, that's weird. Now it's echoing. Hello? Okay. Hello? Stephanie? Hello? Okay. Yeah, that's, I, yeah. I could hear a feedback I there. So, because <laughs> we, we see ourselves aging, I mean, and then it's like a timeline going in one direction because we're born and then we're getting older and then we're getting wrinkles and we're getting, you know, so it's like a definite thing going, happening, but so it's, I've always, I still can't get, wrap my head around that one, but <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it, well, so, I don't think that, I don't think, I think it's challenging for humans in general to wrap their mind around it. I think the easiest yeah, way is yeah. to imagine yourself floating above your timeline and then being able to see it right. all, like it's all there. And right now we are witnessing, we are observing a frame in that whole line. Yeah. Kind of like yeah, the movie I, is on a piece of film. And the whole movie right. is on that piece of film. But when you're watching yeah. it, you're watching it from start to finish, but it's all on that film. Yeah, you, uh, I was, um, you guys, I was in Stephanie's uh, Abundance Activation uh, Program, and she has some amazing um, meditations and things and um, you did a, you had us do a timeline meditation, which was really interesting. I love that. Like you're floating way above and then you're dropping yeah. down in on different timelines. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, last night, it was interesting. Last night I was um, uh, sleeping, usually about 3 a.m. when my husband starts snoring in my ear, I move out to the couch. <laughs> so it's, and I sleep out, snuggle out there with my dog, and I was sleeping like on my side. And and just the other day, I was, or I think it was earlier, before I went to sleep or something. I was thinking, you know, I used to when I was on my uh, really deep in starting deeper into my spiritual journey, doing a lot of different um, occult stuff and all this, that I I started doing um, astral travel, like just spontaneously, my body would start it would start buzzing like an engine is starting or something. And then the, wow. the, that, that's, an, that's an indication that the, the spirit, your soul is starting to lift out. So it, it's like this, this really, and it's almost scary. It's almost, and, and, and it hadn't, hadn't been happening at all for the last couple or few years, really. And I was like, I wonder why. And then it's about 4 a.m. I'm laying there and my body starts to vibrate like suit, you know, like it's going to, astro travel it was just vibrating like crazy and then my leg moved and I just told myself relax relax into it and it didn't go out it just kind of fell back in but then through my third eye I saw these people I saw this man with a hat and a long trench coat and I saw some other people like through not super clear but I saw them and um, I thought is that the hat man have you ever heard of that that hat man uh, it's like mm-hmm. a shadow person or something, and the hat man will come to people, and it's like this man in a hat, top hat or something. But so it was crazy. Um, I had put my mind on it last night, and it was after our podcast and everything, and talking about all this stuff. And so then, uh, anyway, I just thought that was that was kind of cool. <laughs> do you? Mm-hmm. Does that ever happen to you? The astral travel, like when you're in bed, just 
Yeah, um, that actually did happen a couple of times. Actually, I used to have sleep paralysis often, and that yeah. it used to scare the crap out of me. Um, and I actually had some really cool experiences. It's funny that you mentioned that because I remember one of the experiences I had, I remember thinking in my head, oh, my God, now I know everything is freaking real. Nothing's crazy. Nothing phases me. This is just beyond. Like, the first mm-hmm. time it happened, I was in sleep paralysis, and I didn't realize it, but uh, I was in sleep paralysis, and then I went to, like, I guess itch my face or something, and my hand wasn't there, but I felt it. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I feel my hand, but I don't see it. So I thought I was dead. Like, I literally thought I died because I felt my hand touch my face, but I could not see it. And then I started, like, waving it in front of my face, and I still couldn't see it, but I felt it. You know when you're waving your hand in front of your face. And so I eventually woke out of that, and I thought, oh, my God, that was really weird. I didn't realize it was an out-of-body thing. I just thought it was just, like, weird. But then it happened again um, another time, and I freaked out and ended up waking up again and didn't know what to think. But the third time it happened, I actually remained calm. I remember I was taking a nap in the middle of the day. It's usually when stuff like that happens, when you have, like, weird yeah. sleep patterns or, like, you wake up and then you go back to sleep. And so mm-hmm. I was laying down. I woke up, and I was in sleep paralysis. Like, I saw something walk across the room, like a, just some guy. <laughs> and yeah. I remember just not, not being phased. And then I went to grab my phone, which I thought was next to me, because I thought I was awake. I didn't know I was in sleep paralysis. I went to grab my phone, and then my hand wasn't there, but I felt my hand move. So as I stayed calm, both of my hands, by the way, I couldn't see my hands. So I was like, okay, I'm going to really test this. I am going to, like, make sure that I'm really, like, experiencing this right now. So I started waving my hands like crazy in front of my face, didn't see them, felt them waving, then I started literally like slapping my face and like pinching my cheeks. And I literally was slapping my face and pinching my cheeks, but my hands were not there. They were like still on the bed. And then I, um, I, I, I was going to get up and go and look in front of the mirror. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get up and look in the mirror then. So when I wanted to get up, I ended up going into a lucid dream that I didn't know was a lucid dream. And in the dream, I was like, Mom, I don't know, my mom was there. And I was like, Mom, you're never going to guess what just happened. I had this crazy experience. My hands came out of my body. And then I went back to lay down, and I was right in the same thing. Then I started covering my eyes with my hands, covering my ears with my hands. And I really tested it, and they were not there. It was like my energetic hands. And that's when I was like, wow, my hands are literally outside of my body. And this is really happening right now and I'm like witnessing this and testing this and this is like legit. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it was like the craziest thing. Eventually I woke out of it. I don't know if I really went out of my whole body or like whatever, but I um, eventually woke out of it. But every time when I tried to get out of my own body, it just went into a lucid dream or maybe it was a different reality. Who knows? Yeah, they, they, um, they, well, it, it is said that we, every night we leave our body when we're dream, you know, asleep and dreaming, we leave the body and the spirit goes around and refreshes and all of that. Um, but, um, I, many times I would be like laying there sleeping and then suddenly 
I, it must be out of my third eye. I must be in the astral or something. I see somebody, I've seen a man standing at the end of the bed or I've seen a man standing next to, next to the bed and I just wake up screaming. I just wake up and sit up and scream and then I look and there's no one there. And I think it's probably wow. one of my spirit guides, my spirit guides standing there probably, you know, it's my, not anybody mm-hmm. um, scary, but, but uh, that's what I figured later. I'm like, okay, I think that was one of my guides standing at my bed, but then I saw it. <laughs> so, wow. oh God, it's, it is, they're all there. It's like, there's a, and I'm sitting here watching my dog who sits in my office and looks at where it's where I do all my spiritual work and stuff. And she's looking around like she's looking at someone and then she follows her eyes around the room or up. Like my cat does so that. Probably, yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. looking at our guides or angels or somebody coming through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so now you um, go to Guatemala. That's your place that you like to go to now for for your um, plant medicine journeys, right? Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about that, and that Guatemala. you might be you might yeah, and that you might be taking some some people there, um, starting to do yeah, some retreats. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be sending an email out probably tomorrow. But yeah, uh, Guatemala at Lake Apilan is. A really, really powerful sacred site. Uh, it, it just, it's amazing. The energy there is literally freaking crazy um, and so powerful. It's like a crater in between all of mm-hmm. these volcanoes. And oh, oh my gosh, it's just like yeah, it's it's so crazy. Um, the, the energy there is like really powerful. It's like a vortex, and it activates mm-hmm. you so. Like Lake Atilan is literally a massive volcanic crater, and like there's all this Mayan culture in the area, and several like ancient Mayan ruins have been found under the lake. Like there's even like an ancient underground mm-hmm. city under the lake, and that city that they Ugh. found under the lake, this is crazy. Yeah. And th- this I didn't. This I didn't really like find out the full details of this until after my first time I went, but I knew that like my soul was definitely there before. But they so they found this under underwater city, um, and they found like ancient ceramics and spiritual altars and ver- and like ceremonial monuments. So mm-hmm. they and it's like three thousand like over three thousand years old, and they believe it was a very sacred site for the Maya for like ceremony and ritual. Mm-hmm. And it's literally mm. under the lake, and so I think that outside of just plant medicine alone just visiting Lake Apilan is like something really profound because of the energy there. And the, literally the veil is so thin. They, they say, so the Mayans believe that Lake Apilan is, um, is like a living being and that it connects heaven and earth by like an umbilical cord, basically um, in the middle of the lake. Yeah. And so the veil is very, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Even if you don't do plant medicine, you just go there. It's like freaking amazing. And so that's why so many people are drawn to that place. Like there are a lot of tourists that are drawn there. Like the city like thrives and the the locals thrive now because the the tourists obviously have to be like, you know, mindful. There's a lot of people that are going there now, but, um, and a lot of people are drawn there and they never want to come back or they're drawn back there multiple times because of that vortex and the energy there and the, the history there and the spiritual aspect of it. It's just like this magnet basically. And so I absolutely love it. I've met 
so many amazing people there and um, so excited to bring more people to experience this magic and, and to, and to even, and to do plant medicine there as well. Like I said, outside of it, it's just amazing anyway, but to also to mm-hmm. do that sacred work in that place is so oh, powerful. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And that so place, we're going to be doing the place, the place. Oh, I'm sorry. The place that you go, no, like go you were, you were doing some video. Yeah. The place you, that you go and stay and do it. And you were doing some uh, Facebook lives from there and you can see the lake and everything. Is that a, a place that, that always does plant medicine journeys? Is that a place for that? Or is that a place where people can stay and then that's one thing that they offer there? Um, it's one thing that they offer. Okay. Or like if people do retreats there, they have some of that mm-hmm. there sometimes. There's a lot of places around there that do something similar. But there's also a, a lot of places for like yoga retreats or yoga training mm-hmm. There's a there's a, a place called Mystical Yoga Forest there. Uh, um, oh my God! Yeah, there's Sounds a lot amazing. of retreat centers and stuff. Oh my God, it is amazing. Like it's so amazing, and it's just like when I'm there and I'm like looking and just like when I'm just like literally like meditating and like looking at the volcanoes and the lake, I literally feel like they're speaking to me. Like it literally wow. feels like the volcanoes and the lake are like speaking to me. It's like mesmerizing. It's like hypnotic, and it's just 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 that alone is like such a gift and so I'm just I can't wait to bring more people there I'm going to probably do this like every year and uh, do a lot of like abundance embodiment activation work there oh I love it and and um, for people who are are nervous like I was telling my husband about it now he's from Mexico City and we go to Mexico I've probably been down to Mexico City like like 15 to 18 times and we always go to different places and people will tell me oh aren't you worried isn't Mexico dangerous and you know you do have there is a you know a lot of cartel activity in certain places but we've never had any problems because we know how to handle ourselves and where to go and you don't but so and then I told my husband I I said oh um, Stephanie went down to to Guatemala and she this Lake Atitlan let me show you I want to go here he goes Guatemala you know how dangerous Guatemala is and and uh, so for people who are concerned about that, and are there precautions people have you take because it's a long journey from where you fly in to getting to Lake Atitlan, or um, how do you what, what do you think about that? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> what was that again? Sorry. The the danger what? the danger you know a lot of cartel activity in Guatemala and and. Uh, um, so for people mm. who want to go down there and they might think, oh, I'm scared to go down to Central America, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I don't anything like, you know, you have to be careful. But the place where Lake Atilan is and, and San Marcos is mm-hmm. like really safe. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, there's actually, it's a huge tourist place too. There's, um it's just, it's funny, like, I forget, they call it, they, they have, like, a name for it, that there's a lot of, like, Americans, actually, that live there, too, in that specific city, oh. town, that's, yeah, mm-hmm. but um, it is definitely a hike from the airport, like, when I'm bringing people there, we're going to have, like, transportation set up, so it's super easy to hop into the car from the airport, and then it brings yeah. you literally to, like, where you meet uh, to walk up to the place. But it's, uh-huh. like, a three-hour drive from the airport. And then um, 
like a 25, 30 minute hike up this mountain thing where the center is, but it's so worth it. Like I, it, you can even take a boat. There's even a way where you can drive, have the driver drive you to this place to take a boat. That's like a 15 minute boat ride. And then yeah. the hike, but it's the, the journey in and of itself is so beautiful. Like once you get near there, like just like seeing the beauty all around and, and like having to like hike up is like definitely a workout. You know, people who come to this, mm-hmm. they obviously have to be able to hike up a steep hike or else you just, you won't get up there, you know? <laughs> so definitely yeah. people need to be you in You better travel light, right? No, no big suitcases to lug up the hill, right? <laughs> but actually the, they have the, they have locals that work uh, for the retreat center and they, they literally carry your whole bags up, but no suitcases. Uh-huh. It's kind of like, yeah. you know, better to ha- suitcase is just it's crazy the hike is like literally like really uphill so suitcases yeah. would not work I mean they would but it would be just like a bitch <laughs> yeah I don't think they would work um I mean they, you they don't carry need everything up there, up there. Pro- you probably just need yeah. your yoga clothes and some casual little things you don't need a bunch of makeup or hair stuff or anything bring, like that <laughs> I bring like a big backpacking backpack and I fit I stayed for two weeks last time, and I didn't even wear everything that I brought. Like, yeah, you know, I, and I brought, I brought like a lot of yoga clothes, like just comfy stuff, and um, a couple different pairs of sneakers. I have a really, like, a really badass backpack and the compression packing stuff, but mm-hmm. it is just so much easier traveling that way. And uh, you definitely you don't need a lot. You know, because you're up in this retreat center. If you're up in the retreat center, I'm talking about. If you just go to the mm-hmm. place in general, you can pack a suitcase, obviously. But this specific place that's, like, way up in this beautiful mountain overlooking the whole lake and the volcanoes with the best views ever. Oh, <laughs> it then, is. I know, saw it on the videos. I was dying. I'm like, the, I have the, to go there. It's definitely on my list. It's amazing. It's breathtaking. Yeah, I hope you can come to the next one that I do. It's absolutely what's breathtaking. The, what's, like, it it's the ret- what's, what's the retreat center called, that one? The, re- that the, the one that I stayed at is Arco Isis. Oh, Arco Isis. Ooh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, and they yeah, have, like, yeah, that's great. yeah, it's beautiful. And have so you ever they been don't to have Peru? There. I have. The place I went to mm-hmm. in Guatemala, they don't have retreats there all the time. It's, like, once in a while, but or other people can have retreats there, or they have a residency. But I did go to mm-hmm. Peru four years ago, mm-hmm. and that was really cool. I'm excited to go back to yeah. Peru too. And it's kind of nice because Guatemala is so much closer, you know, to, than Peru. But um, yeah, for Peru, yeah. I had to take two flights, flew into Lima and then yeah. to Cusco. Wow. Yeah, so, Peru is amazing. So, um, yeah, and and there I I can imagine because you've really got to go into the would you go into the jungle or something in there and they had little, I didn't go to the cabins jungle. or something. Um, I'm actually good like on the jungle. I don't really need to go to the jungle. Uh-huh. Okay. But, um, I prefer not to go to the jungle. Um, even though I know uh-huh. like that's where a lot of the work is, but you don't need to go to the yeah. jungle. There's um. There's this woman in Peru that does uh, beautiful Wachuma ceremonies, and she has this beautiful mountain house in Cusco. Her name is Leslie, and uh, 
So we did a few Wachuma ceremonies at her place, and she the, the Inca Trail is literally right behind her mountain house. And so and during mm. our Wachuma ceremony, we got to walk the Inca Trail and, like, meditate like, oh my on God. the freaking Inca Trail. Yeah. That was, like, amazing. Yeah. And then, like, um, there's a uh, someone right next to her place that does ayahuasca ceremonies that we got to do uh, one of the nights yeah. there as well. And we went to Machu Picchu, and it was just, so beautiful. I'm really excited to go back there soon too and continue my journeys. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. So you guys get on Stephanie's uh, newsletter. Go to her uh, website, spiritualbossbabe.com, and sign up so you can know about all the wonderful things she's doing. She's got an amazing podcast, uh, the Facebook community. Um, do you still make make uh, crystal jewelry? I do once in a while, like when I feel drawn to it. I think I, I actually um, am redoing my little office art area, so I'm probably going to get back more into creation flow because I just love, like, you know, I love having something artistic to do, you know, because art is a big part of, like, my passion. So I just don't make them as much as I used to, but I'm going to be getting into it more again soon probably. <laughs> Yeah, because I see on your website you have a link to your power pendants and you have a power pendant shop on Etsy with with like three beautiful or a few beautiful pieces. Um, Yeah, I got to be adding more soon. There's only a couple left on there. (laughs) They sell out really fast when I do put them up. Yeah, I see. It tells shows how many sales you have on there. There's a lot. Yeah, (laughs) that's amazing. Yeah, and I had like so many custom orders too. That when I was like at the peak of the crystals, it was good. I mean, these are amazing looking. How how did you learn? Did you just like how did you learn how to do this? Is it just natural? I or did you have to take a class? And... No, no, no. Well, so I started working with crystals and and I started making pendants right when I started plant medicine, basically. And I started with wire wrapping, and you know when I was. Um, I was, I was like, I want to get really good at this because I was tired of carrying the my bras and stuff. And after Peru, I, I started getting into clay right before Peru. I started getting into working with clay. And after Peru, I suddenly got, like, really good at making these pendants. It was weird. It was like it activated my creative ability and gift with it in, like, an even bigger way. And so I just went crazy and... I started making all these amazing pendants after that and they were like selling out and people were requesting custom pendants and it helped me so much because it helped me in that transition phase. I was in this transition phase from my personal training business to whatever I was going to do. I was trying to help people with spirituality and mindset and like manifestation, but I was kind of in that transition phase of like, okay, I don't know how this is going to look, but I, I wanted something to help me with the transition and the pendants really did. You know, because once they started doing better and better and better, uh, it was like um, I was able to shift it into aligning with my brand and everything. Yeah. And how, um, what are some of your favorite crystals that you work with? Um, What do you have on your, like, do you keep some on your desk? Yeah. Right now on my desk is this, it's so funny, I just posted this in my Instagram story. I have a rose quartz, like a big rose quartz on my desk. If there's a citrine near here somewhere, it's not on my desk. I got to find it. Actually, I don't know where it is. And then there's, I have this 
okay, this is really cool. You'll love this. And you got to look it up. So I have this beautiful quartz cluster and it's called mm-hmm. time link. So it's got oh, this, okay. so it's called time link. If you Google time link quartz, okay. I, I just shared this in my Insta story. It's basically okay. what a time link is, is a facet in the crystal. It's like a seventh facet and it's shaped like a parallelogram. And it's said to link you to all the different realities and the future timelines and everything like that. And so when you meditate with this crystal that has the time link, it connects you to the different realities and you're able to connect to that future desired timeline much easier and bring that into the now. And so it's funny because I went to the crystal store recently didn't wasn't drawn to anything and then all of a sudden I was drawn to this crystal looked at the bottom I saw time link and I was like I don't know what the hell this means but I'm getting it because it sounds like a quantum crystal mm-hmm. it was perfect how big is so it? that's on my desk um it's like maybe the size mm, it's hard to say because it's a cluster but it's it's kind of like it it fits in the palm of my hand but it fits it's maybe like a like third a of my palm. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. Kind of. Maybe like a golf ball. Yeah. Um, citrine is, is called the merchant stone, and that's always good for people who want to bring money and abundance in. So yeah, it's always great to keep at your desk. Yeah, citrine is usually Yeah, citrine yeah, is great. It usually so. is, but I don't know where my citrine is. Now I'm like, okay, where's my <laughs> citrine? <laughs> I've got a big piece oh, of I think citrine I might have moved here, too. It. Yeah, I love the All right. I love selenite, too. Uh, oh, yeah, selenite. You were talking about selenite on one of your podcasts, and I have a lot of yep. selenite, too. It's it's just so angelic and so gentle selenite's and on my desk. clears the space. Yeah, me, too. Mm-hmm. I've got it right here. Sometimes I sleep with it. I have a selenite heart that I'll put in the palm of my hand and sleep with. I like I to sleep it. with crystals, too. And then one, and then yeah. you'll hear this thud, and my husband's like, will you please get those rocks out of the bed? <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, he's like, you're gonna dent the floor, you know, the hardwood floor. You got to be careful because sometimes they forget and they fall out, and you hear this thud. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, Stephanie, do you have any any parting words for our boss babe spiritual sisters out there? Parting my parting um, words, words about yeah yeah just um whatever it is, like keep following your heart and soul from, you know, what you're pulled to do and create in your lifetime. Know that anything's possible. We're all on this beautiful, magical journey and there's so many lessons of gold along the way. So keep following your true north and know that you are such a powerful creator of your own reality. And sometimes we might forget for a hot minute and it's just a journey of continuing to remember and remember and remember. So stay on it. And this is an honor, Marla, to be on here and sharing with your audience. I love it. And if anyone wants to connect with me or, uh, you know, whatever, you can come check me out at spiritualbossbabe.com or come into my Facebook group and join the party. Yeah, definitely come into the Facebook group, you guys. I'm there, and we have a lot of fun and motivate each other. And Stephanie does amazing Facebook Lives and videos and um, good stuff Mm -hmm. there every day. So it's awesome. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much. It's been so fantastic connecting with you, having you on here, sharing all your amazing adventures. And you're so inspirational for such a young woman. You've Mm -hmm. accomplished so much, and you're just somebody to look up to and follow and um, learn from. 
And I just thank you so much and send everybody much love. And if you're loving my podcast, don't forget to to uh, post a review on um, iTunes. It just helps people find the show, and I so appreciate it. And go to my website, MarlaMartinson.com, and get your free self-love guided meditation. And if you want a reading from me, I do have some openings, Valentine's coming up, and I have my famous love reading. <laughs> famous now. It's famous, my love reading. So go go check that out. All right. Bye, Stephanie. Bye, everyone. Much love. Bye. Thank you.